everybody, it's Nick from Brew Trails. I uh, wanted to give you guys an opportunity if you'd like to uh, listen to our entire interview with Mike Popejoy. So this is, uh, in a sense, episode 2.5, if you will. And so some people you know, really enjoyed that interview. And if you wanted more, I've got a whole 45-minute uh, straight-up, non-edited interview with him. Uh, we were having a good time and talking about a lot more stuff running uh, and a lot more stuff Flagstaff. So... Uh, if you enjoyed part of that interview in episode two, you'll really enjoy this. So, cheers. Oh yeah, and don't forget to go on iTunes, subscribe, uh, and rate us, and leave a comment. That really, really helps get us out there to everybody, and it helps me know what you guys are looking for in future episodes. All right, later. All right, so I am absolutely stoked. This is our first interview ever on Brew Trails podcast, um, a special interview as well, uh, directly tied to Dark Sky, because I am with our first ever uh, Dark Sky athlete, Team DSB athlete. Um, so introduce yourself. Who are you, uh, and what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. My name is Mike Popejoy. Um Super excited to be uh, partnering up with Dark Sky and my running and other exploits. And, uh, yeah, happy to be on the podcast and chatting about um, beers and running. Sweet. Beers and running. Exactly. Brew Trails is exactly <laughs> what this is about, beers and running. Um, beers is first on there, so actually let's uh, let's dig in right now. I'm not going to do an interview, or I'm going to hope to not do an interview without popping open some kind of awesome beer. And so... Uh, Today, I, it was kind of cool because Mike came back from a vacation and actually brought uh, Dark Sky some some growlers of some of the stuff from uh, a couple brewers. I think there's two different breweries from Indiana, uh, Mash Craft Brewing, and the other one was Tax, Taxman? Taxman, yeah. Taxman Brewing. And so today we're going to open up one of the Mash Craft Brewery ones. Uh, <laughs> this is a crazy, an Imperial Belgian Brown Ale. Um, three definitely awesome words, uh, at least for me pretty recently, um, getting into the, you know, more and more different styles. So Imperial high alcohol, um, Belgian, so Belgian yeast, given those Belgian flavors and, uh, a brown ale, a good base for it. Uh, this is called Linus and Lucy. Oh, and I didn't take the tape off before. So hopefully, oh, yep. Okay. Sometimes these things can get crazy. Also timely for the season, right? Linus and Lucy, that classic, uh. Oh, Christmas piano song. Absolutely, yeah. Peanuts. A shout-out to Peanuts. Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> oh, I should have put that right up to the mic for the opening. Here, we'll do a little... Uh... So I'm pouring into an Arizona Trail... Oop. An Arizona Trail pint glass. No, you can't hear that at all, huh? <laughs> all right. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. And then here, I thought this was appropriate, too. I grabbed the Bootlegger uh, 25K glass. Maybe we'll talk about that, how... Uh, you may or may not have crushed the course record out there <laughs> in Nevada at the bootlegger, but I was there too. Fun race. Glad, uh, glad Ian Torrance put that on again, even though uh, not as much support as the past years for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it ended up being a fat-ass race, The um, which for those of you who don't know, that is a race that doesn't really have a, I don't want to say legal, but it's not, a, uh, it's not officially, you know, timed. There's no official, you know... 
winners or standings. It doesn't go up officially as you know a, an official race. It's just kind of people getting together and saying, "Hey, let's let's do this race. Let's go this distance." And there can be timing and stuff. There was, you know, you wrote down your time there. And yeah, it's kind of fun, old school like that. You know, stop your watch, write it on a piece of paper afterwards. <laughs> right? Yeah. Results go up online somewhere. <laughs> it was awesome. I gave myself like half an hour. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I was proud to write down my my time. But the bootlegger used to be a race that uh, was an official race. And this year, uh, it didn't go. It didn't go as a race. Um, participation, support, some other things. But yeah, definite shout out to Ian uh, Torrance, who was the race director there and, and said, you know, forget it, everyone. Just come on out anyway. I'm going to put this race on for, for free. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he gave everyone else their money back who paid. And then uh, people like me who hadn't paid um, took this as an opportunity to go do the race. Um, you know, he marked it. He had it marked. He had, you know, uh, minimal aid, but aid out there. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a great time in a beautiful area, Boot Lake Canyon, outside of Vegas. So mm-hmm. it's fun. That was my first time out there. Was it your first time yeah. out there? My first time in Nevada, I think, even. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go to a new state and uh, crush <laughs> the trail and, uh, you know. Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's take a sip of this. So yeah. I hope soon this will be a video podcast so you can see this beer. But, um, yeah, Pretty cheers. dark. Yeah, definitely a dark brown. Mm, that's good stuff. Yeah, that is... Um, the alcohol is good on it. For being Imperial, it is uh, 8%. So it's it's pretty well hidden. It's definitely got a malt back, backbone. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, very lightly hopped on that one. Um, the Belgian characteristics on it are... You know, there's definitely a raisiny kind of thing, almost like a Belgian strong ale, which I guess that's kind of kind of what it is. It's a Belgian strong brown. Yeah. Um, really, really big caramel and raisin for me. Um, yeah. Nice. Uh, I'm happy to be sipping on this while we're yeah, talking. Yeah, definitely. Cool. It's Thank good you, stuff. Mike. <laughs> no problem. All right, we got to get kind of serious here. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Absolutely not serious at all. Uh, so, just want to say how awesome it is to have have you as a dark sky athlete and. That being said, um, I didn't even approach you. You approached us, which is rad, which is really <laughs> cool. So kind of tell us about, you know, what the hell were you thinking coming up and, and talking about being a, a sponsored, a beer-sponsored athlete? You're already a sponsored <laughs> athlete, but a beer-sponsored athlete. Yeah, so I mean, um, my wife Myra and I um, just got super into craft beer and we did some some trips across the West. And once we sort of settled here in Flag and landed here... Um, Came to Dark Sky a few times and just sort of love what we saw, love the vibe, uh, love the name, um, creativity, new stuff every week. Uh, you guys are always trying crazy stuff. Um, so yeah, I thought it'd be super cool to just partner up with a brewery and uh, help you guys out. You guys help me out, and um, especially because you guys are super local too. Um, something that was really attractive to me, um, especially with the sort of state where I'm at running-wise, not having like a huge, you know mega shoe company contract or something like that it's kind of fun to um you know partner up with some smaller companies um mm. in a way that's you know not possible if you've got like a big exclusive deal with uh with oh. one big conglomerate so um it's the other thing that's nice about it i guess so they would um so they'd be like no 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 you're not gonna you know go with these couple of little ones you're just gonna stick with us kind of thing yeah i'm not i'm not sure if they'd ever if they'd ever sort of outright say you couldn't but you just <laughs> yeah. don't really see it you know i mean yeah. i think Partly, too, it's just the trail running community is much more into that, like, you know, working with different people and making different connections, whereas 
on the roads, you've got much more of a, you know, one athlete, one company sponsor kind of thing. So yeah, true, and that's yeah. I, I definitely want to talk about that too as well um, about the difference between the trail and the road. We'll get into that, um, but I think it's really cool that that you you experienced us first and and you liked what we were doing. That's uh, that's awesome to hear um, because you are you're kind of exactly the person that we want to. I wouldn't say cater to. We're not looking to really cater to, but but it, it's a it's a similarity. It's you know a common weave of of what we want to do and. Ever since getting to know you, I know that there's definitely commonalities between what we'd like to see happen in this cool town and, mm-hmm. and what we yeah. like seeing happen in this cool town. So Yeah, that's one of the things that I thought was kind of cool was I was just sort of interested in you guys initially from what little I knew. And then as we kind of partnered up, we found we had a lot more in common and stuff to chat about and um, I'm super into environmental stuff. And you guys have that kind of bent too, you know, trying to reduce impact and stuff like that. So yeah, it was cool to... Find those further connections down the road. Yeah, it is. It has been a oh, it's been a, such good growing relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice, awesome. So yeah, you're you're our first DSP athlete. We've been thinking about it. You know, we were thinking about it for a while, and um, you know, there's a a couple other people that we kind of have dabbled with um, as well. I uh, hope to get Kelsey Gray on here. Mm-hmm. She's one of our bartenders who also is uh, crushing out on the trails, some of the longer distances, the 50, 55 Ks mm-hmm. and stuff. And then, um, you know, we, we picked up a, a bike rider, a mountain bike cross country guy. Um, it's winter time right now, so it's not <laughs> his season. Um, so I love to, to kind of dabble in all these t- different sports. Yeah. Excuse me. There's definitely carbonation in this one. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's awesome to see that grow. And, and I'm glad uh, that you're, you're so down with with uh, the beer sponsorship, it seems to be kind of a trail running thing. People are starting to pick up beer sponsorships um, left and right, and, and it's kind of a growing trend uh, to see on that. Yeah, I think maybe part of it just goes with the more relaxed atmosphere of the trail scene. You know, people don't yep. don't sort of shy away from having a beer the night before a race or right <laughs> after a race. Um, whereas on the roads, you know, yeah. people might be a little more uh, regimented. I don't know. Yeah, beer is great recovery. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think right. it's got the right protein to carb ratio. No, it doesn't at all. It's it's all carb, but uh, carb loading previous though. Yeah, little carb load. <laughs> as long as it, it depends on what previous is. Talking like an hour before the race. Right. <laughs> Or during it, uh, oh, I love, oh, we got to talk about a beer mile eventually too, um, putting that together. But yeah, it is, it's more relaxed, more beer friendly, or as road running, it seems is more tied into, I don't know, pretty regimen kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. so let's talk about that. Yeah. You know, because you, I don't know. Um, you tell me, did, did you come strictly from a, a road background? Is, are you experiencing trail races for the, for the first time here in Flagstaff or is that something you've done off and on? Yeah, so it's it's mainly my first my first time dabbling in it. Um, I've always done my runs off road as much as possible, so I just love getting on on trails, you know, single track stuff back where I'm from in the Midwest as much as I could. Um, but yeah, I jumped in some races here and there just as like you know I run it as an easy run kind of thing, but never really got into to racing them until I got out here. Um, just much easier. There's a lot more <laughs> a lot more places to train to do it, a lot more races, um, a lot more people doing it in general. So it's just part of the fabric more than elsewhere, I think. True. Okay, yeah, because um where where are you are you from again? From Wheaton, Illinois, so outside of Chicago. Um okay. but previously my wife and I were living in Boston for well, I was there for about a year and a half, she was there for a little longer. But um so the opportunities pretty... to get on trails there is pretty limited. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say pretty both pretty pretty flat and I don't know. I mean, you could have trails, but I mean, not mountain trails there. You're, yeah. You're more running through, um, 
be totally insensitive to regionally insensitive and say, you know, you're running through like cornfields or, or like <laughs> agriculture, but Boston, um, I don't know. Are there are there any mountains and trails you know in and around Boston? If you get if you get outside, so especially in the Northeast, the mountains there are almost they're they're almost difficult to run compared to the so out here in the West, you get way bigger climbs. They go for way longer, but the grades are pretty manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas out east, you have these climbs that are a mile or two, but the grade is just absurd, and you're yeah. jumping up like two sets of stair steps, you know, each time. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a lot more extreme, but that's, I mean, you got to get out to sort of Vermont or New Hampshire. And of course there's mm. sort of urban, you know, urban trails and stuff like that near Boston, but not, nothing like here where you can just get on a road or a trail and go as long as you want, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So you, so you started, uh, how long ago did you start running, um, I guess competitively or, or doing races? Yeah. So probably my freshman year of high school is when I really started to train. Mm. I mean, in middle school I ran cross country, but just did it sort of you know, on talent or interest, I guess. And then freshman year of high school. So I was 14, I guess, when I started to kind of take it, okay. take it seriously. So cool. And so all through high school you ran cross country. Yeah. Cross country and track through high school and then, uh, college and then just sort of continued with it. Do you, uh, speed background? Like, um, you said track there too. So did you do? Yeah. I was always kind of, a the longer I go, the better kind of mm. person. So even in track high school, the furthest you could go is two miles. So I'd mainly run two mile and mile. Um, once I got to college, I ran 5k, 10k on the track, um, which can be, it's quite a, a particular challenge to run 25 laps on a, <laughs> yeah, on a track. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> terrible to me. <laughs> I do not like, oh yeah. man, the monotony kills me. But, that's right. <laughs> um, that's another part of the mental attitude though, that <clears throat> it's cool to see when people can do that. Like, uh, Zach, um, Bitter, I think Zach Bitter yeah. just, just now, did a hundred miles on a track and, and broke the record. Is something I think it was like eleven hours or something yeah, like that. Right that's, at like seven minute pace. Duh, just that's crazy. That's insane. I don't even want to know how many laps that is. Um, <laughs> I know there's four in a mile. Four hundred. There you go. So four. Yeah. Hey, easy math. All right, that's good. Uh, four hundred times around the track. That's just silly. It, it almost seems like you have to have almost a psychotic mind to do something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Ugh. Um. Cool. Okay, so you you were running track, you were running running roads. Um, you said you like to do some of the training stuff out on the trails. Yeah. And then uh, when I when I met you uh, when you came in uh, to Dark Sky, uh, you were going to do the bootlegger, twenty five k. I think before that you were going to do a marathon in in uh, Houston, Columbus, Columbus. Columbus oh, Ohio. okay, not yeah. even close. Uh, Columbus and. But then you were going to do the bootlegger, yeah. uh, 25K out in Nevada. And so I know I jumped on the opportunity there, and um, you did you did okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it went, all right. it went all right. I mean, I, I got the the 25K course record, but the, the caveat is, so the bootlegger mm-hmm. hosted the, the U.S. 50K champs um, at least once and maybe more than that, but obviously some pretty high caliber at a, at a USATF championship. So I think there were some guys who probably had run you know, split faster than I did on their 50K. Uh, but I guess for just the, the straight 25, it was a, a course record. So, yeah, that was okay. fun to, to get out there and just, I don't know, push myself on the trails and get my mind off the roads that I'd been on for a while. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if anyone out there doesn't know, the bootlegger has a 25K and a 50K, and the 25K is one lap, um, 
uh, one loop and uh, 50k is then you do the loop again uh, so double it so yeah someone who's running the 50k may have done you're saying that 25k split faster right than that um but you don't know that so um, hey, who knows yeah i think i'm trying to remember who who won it but i think they won it in like a Three hours thirty three, which if you divide it, I think one of theirs had to be quicker than yeah. than what mine was. So, anyways, but it was a it was a sweet race and a sweet place. So yes, yeah, it, it was a lot a lot more a lot more beautiful than I thought it was going to be. I'd seen pictures and I'm like, oh, you're just running in the desert, but it was nice. There was a lot of climbing right off the bat. Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, that first climb, it was pretty rolling and pretty nice. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely runnable. Um, so is that something that you're going to want to be looking to do is to do more and more trail races? Are you going to want to try to split your time? Um, what's, what's your thought on, on trail races right now? Yeah, it's a good question. So going forward, I think my goal is going to be to try to sort of split my time, um, as best I can. And especially this next year, what I've, what I've found as I started to dabble in the trail stuff is I'm at least compared to, to other folks, I do much better on climbs than on downhill stuff. Mm. Maybe that's just because I haven't, you know, a lot of people say to run downhills fast, you just got to practice and maybe I just yeah. need to be on the trails more. Um, but yeah, so this coming year, I'm going to focus on some, some straight climbing stuff. So like the U.S. Mountain Champs to try and qualify for the world's team oh. and some other um, just sort of straight climb races. Um, cool. That's news to me. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think it sort of suits, I don't know, it sort of suits my my personality and interest, I sort of like getting into that, like, grind and a groove and just sort of hammer uphill versus downhill sort of more technical rather than effort sometimes. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to try and do that. And I think it sort of combines really well with uh, marathon training. My coach and I have started to devise some stuff where we've, uh, like, done some climbing initially and then a bunch of stuff at marathon pace work because it sort of gets you to what you're feeling like at 18, 20 miles in a marathon, but you only have to climb for five miles to get ah, there with your legs, you know? <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Wearing out those legs early. Um, yeah. So I think they can, my hope is that they can complement each other. Um, cause I prefer to do that rather than do one or the other exclusive at the moment. No so. doubt. I think that balance is, is super important. I mean, you can translate that to pretty much anything in life, but, um, you know, also mentally burnout, you know, you know mm -hmm. being able to dabble one or the other, being able to change it up and go out on these trails or, go out on a road and really open up, you know, yeah. where your, where your legs are feeling a little bit, I don't know, nicer getting an open up there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, that sounds like our first edit point right there. I don't know what the heck I was saying. But. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and so, yeah, cool. So uh, I'm really stoked to see you out on the trails and see what you're doing because, um, you know, not to make this like a big, like bragging point or whatever you went out down to the mcdowell mountains and, and grabbed another course record down there yeah so um i'm stoked to see you uh you know hitting the trails and, and pushing yourselves on these on these trails and uh you know grabbing some some real fast times as a lot of people are doing these days yeah yeah definitely and i think yeah i'd like to move up and maybe try some 50ks also at some point too i think that sort of jives well with the marathon distance and marathon training i think if i ever went sort of go longer though to the real ultra stuff i think it takes a, a definite shift in in training emphasis if you're going to go you know 100k 100 mile kind of thing so at least for now um staying on the shorter end which is up to 50k at least <laughs> yeah no so. i i think 50k is perfect for for fast marathoners it's you know it's not that much more it's mm -hmm. i mean it is because it's also trail but it's not distance wise not that much more just another like four miles or so yeah um or five miles um yeah, that's 
the 50k jump and then cuz I've done a couple of 50k's but then yeah like you said going up that next one is mm-hmm. is is that's where the difference I think really comes into play. Yeah. And uh, hopefully definitely. this year I'll be able to experience that. I'm doing a 55 mile run um in September so Sweet. that'll be my first 50. So we'll see how how that goes. First 50 and you're just tacking on five for the heck of it. Yeah, just you know, <laughs> going that five more. Where's that one? <laughs> it's at? not even a it's not even an actual race. It's well, it's a race. It's the stagecoach from Oh, that's right. Yeah. from uh, Flagstaff to Grand Canyon and it's a 100-mile race, but you can do it with two people and it just so happens the way the aid stations are, it's a 55-mile first leg and then the second person would go and do the 45 miles. So, uh, my first 50-mile "Quote unquote race." I'm not really going to have my name anywhere with my time or anything no like finish that. Line. No finish line. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't care. It's it's for the experience. And I love that race, and Ian Torrance puts that one on as well. And so, um, big shout out to him for that race. It's a great race as well. And then you have experience with that one too. You, yeah, yeah. You did um, did a short leg last year with some some family members, and yeah, it's be- it's a beautiful race. Um, yep, I can't wait to experience most of it. Uh, or, yeah, I guess most of it. Uh, over 50% of it. 55% of it. Who's going to do the 45? Uh, to be determined, but it's, if, if it pans out, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be Ryan. Uh, Ryan Sandlin, my my fellow brewer and fellow co-owner of Dark Sky Brewing. So it'll be Team Dark Sky. And, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, we'll crush it. Um, hopefully we'll sweet. be the only team doing the uh, two-person relay so that we'll win. We can say we won it. <laughs> Put the trophy up on the brewery shelf. That's you know? right. That's right. We both won and actually lost. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, so you moved to Flagstaff pretty recently. How long ago did you did you move? I know you came and visited before. Yeah. Um, so when did you visit and when did you move um, and where did you move from? Yeah, so I came to visit last uh, November, um, right before Thanksgiving. I stayed sort of before Thanksgiving to Christmas, um, partly to get some you know altitude training in and some trails, and partly as like a mental health break from living in Boston. I'm just not a big city guy, and just sort of <laughs> needed some some mental breathing room, I guess. Yeah, um, I hear that. But yeah, my my wife and I have been looking at uh, sort of small mountain towns to f- find a way to settle in at some point, and uh, came here after all the others we'd seen, and I just absolutely loved it and she came to visit and uh we started getting the conversation going about trying to get out here and then finally made it happen in april of the of this past year 2015 so um yeah i've been here since then sort of took a little trip over the summer but um yeah we're just super stoked to be settled in here and feeling like we found a place we can call home uh quite easily so nice that's awesome uh what do you think about flagstaff that's why? Why are you? Why are you stoked on it right now? What's What is it about Flagstaff that are, that's uh, piquing your interest? I guess. Yeah, I guess I don't think I've ever I've ever been anywhere else or found anywhere else that has the combination of like natural beauty and access to the outdoors, along with the kind of like intellectual richness and culture that mm. Flagstaff has. I mean, a lot of times you get one one or of the other of those, you know. Um, nice. So yeah, to have both of those with. Uh, just all kinds of cool people here doing cool stuff in the university. It's just uh, lots of variety in a in a small place. Um, yeah, <laughs> nice. That's awesome. That's that's. I guess without me really putting it together, that I like that intellectual part because I always talk about how I love this place because of the you know the landscape and the forest and mm-hmm. you know being able to get out there and do pretty much anything you want to do. But yeah, the people here, you know the the intellectual base and the and the I don't know. It's just. Something like a, a just the right personality of person where 
Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm saying. There's our second edit point right there. <laughs> but um, I mean, especially for it's cool. for you guys at at Dark Sky, just in terms of like, I mean, I'm not even an amateur astronomer by any stretch of the imagination, but in terms of like stuff like that going on, we've got the observatory here, and you've got like cutting edge astronomers giving talks at bars and stuff downtown. It's just like. Where else can you find something like that, you know? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, the university and, and then the observatory yeah. definitely help with that. And, uh, something we're definitely going to be looking forward to as soon as we get an outdoor space, a patio, uh, <laughs> putting on some of those talks with uh, with the astronomers and the, those guys. It'd be sweet. be part of that star party we have every year. You guys yeah. have your own little event out there. Absolutely. A couple times a year. Um, yeah. Hopefully new moons. Mm, nice. Um, and then talking about the, the talks, <clears throat> just a little plug. Uh, me and uh, another guy, Scarborough from Fire Mountain uh, Winery, we're going to do a beer, kind of a beer versus wine talk at the Green Room, uh, Science on Tap. Oh, cool. Uh, they have uh, at, at the Green Room, they have uh, science talks every once in a while. And so we'll be doing that. So, yeah, you're right. That's it's When's just, that going to be? Uh, 21st, January 21st. So coming up pretty quick. Nice. Uh, and yeah, I'll be talking about beer. He'll be talking about wine. Then we'll kind of combine forces and, and say how they're similar and how they're different as well. Sweet. So, Sounds like fun. Yeah. So look for that event. Um, cool. Yes. Flagstaff's a rad place. I totally, totally agree. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, what, uh, oh, so to kind of get into, the the mental part I'm really interested in this, this is why I'm asking uh, but what are there any differences maybe there are maybe there aren't um, differences in basically the mindset while you're running on the road versus while you're running on the trail because I know for me if if I do need to run on the road for a certain amount of time um, I feel like I mentally go to a different place than when I'm on the mm. trail and and for me actually being on the road. Well, I won't put any words in your mouth or anything, so I'll let you talk. You're the expert. You, you, you do both awesomely. Awesomely. Definitely a word. Awesomely. Uh, so is there any difference between, you know, what goes to your mind? Um, and if there's not a difference, you know, talk about what does go through your mind. What are you thinking of when you're running? Are you looking strictly at splits? Are you thinking about a to-do list? Are you, you know, coming up with crazy crea- creative ideas? I don't know. What's What's going on in your mind? Yeah, definitely. No, I definitely think there is a difference. Um, I mean, on the roads, I at least tend to f- sort of focus more on like mental checks of the body and pace and sort of trying to make sure you're running the pace you should and okay, feeling so the more, way you should. More pretty... analytical yeah. of yourself? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, both road and trail, you've got the sort of terrain in mind, but I think trail that comes in a lot more, you know, sort of knowing when the next big climb is coming, knowing when you can kind of cruise. Um, other differences, I think, I mean, in a trail, trail races, I've noticed, um, I at least have to be a lot more conservative early on. So if you were to say like, go run 15 miles as fast as you can on the roads, I'd start out at a certain effort. If I did it on the trails, I'd be cashed by like (laughs) nine or 10, you know? Um, so yeah, I think you've got to be a lot more conservative initially. Um, the other thing is, I mean, I, I tend to sort of get out of race, sort of, you know, normal race competitive mentality sometimes in the trails because it's so easy to just get sort of immersed in the area Mm. that you're in so i've actually at the at the mcdowell race i was sort of um on my own for most of it and when i'm out running around flagstaff i'm always (laughs) wait 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 wait. (laughs) you're on your own for most of that's because you're way out there in the lead so that's hilarious for me it's the exact opposite i'm out there by myself because no one else is on the same pace so that's a great thing about trails i mean a lot of people are always sort of 
a lot of times you're on your own wherever you are in the, <laughs> in the pack, you know? Yeah. So sorry but, um, to interrupt, but yeah, that was just a funny mental image. Yeah. Um, I was by myself for a lot of it. Yeah, because you were flying through it. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so what I was going to say is around around flag, I, I never like to run with music. I always just like to kind of be observant and listen to whatever's happening around me. And um, So I'm always looking for cool stuff to pick up, you know, like bones or rocks or, you know, cool oh. stuff when I'm out there. So when I was running cool. McDowell, actually, I, there were a few times when I saw a rock, I was passing, I was like, oh man, that's a pretty good one, maybe. I'll, but I, uh, I resisted the temptation <laughs> to stop and, and continue my rock collecting. So. Good, good idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny, a little scavenger hunt while you're, uh, while you're out there on the trails. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's a pretty ride. <laughs> Squirrel! <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, what are some of the things, um, well, I guess I should back up a second and say, um, what, what is your, uh, so you're running and, and you've got these sponsorships and you're pushing hard for that. And, and hopefully we can talk about the Olympic trials here in a second um, yeah. as well. But, um, but you do make an income uh, somewhere else. So what do you do here in town? Yeah. So I teach, uh, philosophy at Coconino Community College, um, which has been great so far. Um, taught a couple of classes that were beamed up to page. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Coconino County is the second biggest county in the U.S. Um, so we've got a pretty big, pretty big reach. So it's cool to have a variety of students and backgrounds and ages, um, especially at a community college. So yeah, it's been fun and it's, um, worked super well with, with running, you know, cause not lots of classes are super early and most of the work is sort of on your own class prep and grading. So it's, uh, been nice flexibility yeah. to keep getting all the miles in. So you create your own schedule in a, in yeah. a sense, except for the actual classes. Yeah, you exactly. Say, well, I can get a run in now and grade later. I can grade now and get a run in later. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So is, uh, anything linked while you're, while you're running? Are you thinking about work? Are you thinking about any of those things at all? Yeah, for, for sure. Sometimes, um, usually when I run, I tend to do one of two things. The first is either I've got like something that I've been thinking about that I try to work through in my head. And I can always do it better when I'm running than mm. when I'm just sitting at a computer. So when I was in grad school, for example, and I had to write a paper, I could get so much more done out running thinking about it huh. and mulling over it than just trying to, like, pound it out in front of a computer, you know? Yeah. The downside is you sort of forget things. I, sometimes I come home and I have to, like, go straight to a notepad just write a bunch of stuff down. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I either try to work through an issue like that or the other thing I do is just try to make it sort of, meditative you know just try and empty my mind as much as possible and sort of intake whatever's in the surroundings and sort of quiet the mind instead of thinking through things so. Ooh. nice is that something you is there any kind of like active ways of doing that or are you is there any strategies at all to like your your uh trail meditation or is it just kind of happen yeah i think uh for me at least a big part of it i listen to a lot of music so a big part of it is not uh, not getting songs stuck in my head yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid that, you know, cause a lot of times that's what comes to your mind when you don't think about anything else. Oh, definitely. But one thing I'm, I mean, some people do, um, in, in meditation, there's a big focus on a focus on breathing, which I don't like to do when I'm running because I feel like I like to just breathe naturally. That's why I suck at swimming. Cause I can't breathe on like a, <laughs> a rhythm, you know? Um, but I mean, some people like listen to their footsteps, you know, just focus on the sound of your footsteps and nothing else. And I think that that focus on something kind of repetitive takes your mind away from your normal, your normal worries and sort of the, the grasping mind as the, the Buddhists call it. <laughs> the grasping mind. Yeah. They call it, they say the mind's like a monkey always, uh, always grasping at things. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I've been called. Yeah. I've, I'm definitely sure some people would say I have the mind of a monkey for sure <laughs> as well. 
all over the place, more like it. So yeah. it's grabbing at stuff. Grabbing at stuff, but not quite holding on not to Not grasping. It. Yeah. yeah, not grasping at all. Cool, yeah, I, I, I think absolutely. I, I, if I don't have a song stuck in my head, which I usually do, <laughs> um, then, yeah, it's, it's nice to just kind of like have a beat with my feet kind of yeah yeah definitely yeah it's cool um all right let's talk about some of the some of the things you're doing in town because i think that was one of the other big things that really you know got me super excited about about pairing up with you and 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 you know being trying to be involved as much uh with dark sky uh with you as well as some of the projects you're you're starting to put forth and so uh, one of those is is runners for the wild yeah. And so talk about that. What's that all about? Because I think it's, I think it's awesome. Yeah. So basically I just had this, I mean, I've always been interested in the environment and sort of conservation and things like this, partly because of my philosophy background, partly just because I took awesome trips as a kid. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so combining that with my interest in running, um, I mean, running for charity is this like huge, um, system now in the running community, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I sort of noticed that like environmental stuff is usually absent from it. It's usually about sort of human health related stuff, which again, I think is um, wonderful stuff that people do. But I kind of thought that the running community, particularly people in areas like Flagstaff, people who are gravitate, people who gravitate towards trails and so on, um, could be mobilized to like support some of these, uh, you know, some of these movements to preserve natural ecosystems and, uh, and the places we love to run, frankly, too. Yeah. So that's kind of the yeah. the background of it. So. Yeah, well, I mean, it just is a perfect fit. I don't know why it hasn't been, you know, put forward there more often, especially trail runners. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. running, you're respecting that, that trail. Uh, most of the time, you're respecting yeah. that trail, and you're, and you're loving that trail, and you're loving the ecosystem and the environment it's built around. Um, so making that connection with now supporting it is awesome. So what specifically is, what's what's going on with that? What uh, or you know, it's it's just now getting started. I know that. So, yeah. So what do you what is the future of that that you would like to see happen, or what are some cool things that have happened possibly already? Yeah. So, um, I mean, one thing that I think would be great is to to get runners to consider running for environmental causes um, in the future, and that's something that I've started to try to do in my my build up to the trials to try and raise some some funds for different environmental causes. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about that. Yeah, because that's I mean that's. It's crazy what you've actually been able to do with this first little project yeah. that you've done. So, so what is that? Talk about that. That's yeah. It's that's been awesome. it's been amazing how much uh, support people have come out with. So I, I sort of did it on this kind of unique system of trying to to run for a certain amount per mile, so someone could donate like one cent per mile or ten cents per mile. And I did it as like my last uh, ten weeks leading up to the trial. So so far I'm up to. Like six twenty or six thirty, six dollars and thirty cents a mile or something like that. Oh. Um, yeah, so hopefully it sounds like it's going to come out to around six or seven k maybe, um, oh. which would be sweet. Um, That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, our vision for Runners for the Wild is maybe in the future to to have a platform where others could could do that easily, just like there's a platform to run for other charities. Um, I mean, other stuff that I think would be great is like getting a system of uh, like carpool, you know, get a an online platform for carpooling to races, to mm-hmm. runs. Um, the other thing we thought about is doing, I mean, I don't know if we would have the expertise to do this, but um, figuring out a way to do like a uh, sort of audit, a sustainability audit for races so people could say, I'm concerned about 
you know, reducing my impact when I go to a race, the amount of trash, um, transportation, all these kind of things, um, which races do better than others. Um, stuff like that well, is our things we so had maybe, thought about. Maybe even like, um, I don't know if this would be a positive spin on it or maybe it'd be negative, but like almost kind of like a little report card of different yeah. races, you know, or maybe yeah, it could be exactly. an opt-in kind of thing. Um, doesn't have to be super public because I think that might be, well, I don't know. Competition's good. Yeah. You know, if you compete for that, for that A, you know, I could see like almost like a, a stamp of, of this race is given an A rating by runners for the wild. And yeah. Blah, blah. Definitely. Is that kind of what you're, you're talking about? Yeah. Something like that. Or just something where people could know, you know, like I, I go to this race and especially someone who's concerned about this stuff, they want to know that the race is, you know, recycling what they should and composting mm-hmm. stuff and, you know, and reducing the impact as, as much as we can so we can keep doing this sport we love. Yeah. Uh, and there's, and what comes to mind for me, um, Matt Gunn puts on ultra adventures. Yeah. Uh, so he puts on a bunch of races here and, and a little bit in Utah, Arizona and Utah. And <clears throat> he has, uh, I did one of his races at Bryce Canyon and he had a composting toilet, uh, yeah. trailer. Like it's like this pull behind trailer of all these composting toilets. And so he had that at, awesome. the, at the start and, um, no, I don't think it was at the finish line there, but because you couldn't get back there. But yeah, so he does that. They have uh, the own reusable little cups that you're highly, highly encouraged to bring on your run with you while you're right. running to reuse. So um, yeah, that's what comes to mind for for some of those great sustainable efforts that the, this community is putting forth. Yeah, it's great to see that stuff, you know, starting to to come into the running community too. Because the great thing about running, I think, is it's one of the least impactful activities sort of you know recreation activities that there is if you compare it to i don't know you know using a motor or doing other kinds of things that have a bigger impact on the actual Mm -hmm. land i mean pretty light on your feet and you don't use many resources and sort of pairs Mm -hmm. well with wanting to have a sort of light footprint so yeah and getting out there on the trails helps you i was told my students um my environmental students when i taught you know you're not gonna you're not gonna take care of something you don't know Mm. Or you're not going to take care of something you don't love, and you're not going to love something you don't know. And so by just getting out there and experiencing yeah. it, you start to, to appreciate and to love it, and then you'll take care of it. So I think running has that ability, too, is you actually see at a very slow, I mean, even though it's a fast pace, but a very slow pace, the yeah. environment around you, and you start to appreciate it more. Yeah, so, definitely. I mean, especially compared to the pace we move at in most of the rest of our uh, life, it is yeah. quite slow, and you can see things you can't see otherwise. So. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yes, you're doing the runners for the wild thing. I I think that's awesome. I think the the whole uh, you know donate per mile because then you're out you're out rocking. Are you doing like 100 mile weeks? Yeah. So I think I'm I'm hoping to average about 110 for for those Whoa. 10 weeks. But yeah, I had to let people know up front like you yeah, know, <laughs> don't donate like five bucks a mile because you'll be out <laughs> you'll be out a few grand by the end. Or of do. <laughs> right, right. But as long as they know that you're going to be busting out these, uh, yeah. you know, this, what would that be, like a thousand? Um, yeah. You, know, you said 10 around weeks, there. around 100 miles uh, a week. That's crazy. 110 miles in a week is nuts to me. I don't even, I can't even fathom that. It took me That's a long crazy. while to get up there though, so. Yeah, yeah, very true. Very true. Um, okay, so you talked about trials. Trials are uh, are coming up pretty quickly. Yeah, um, five fe- weeks. Yeah, February thirteenth. That's right. Yeah, February thirteenth in L.A. Mm-hmm. And so everyone come out for a Valentine's Day weekend. 
Oh, there you go. Yeah, make a make a trip of it. Support, especially here in Flag. How many? Do you know how many runners we have? I don't know exactly, trials? but I th- I think it's more than twenty. It's somewhere between oh twenty and thirty. God, really? Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, I had no idea it was that many. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I think we got like five or six people going. Yeah, out we got no. yeah between men and women. We got a we got a good crew. There's actually oh, a damn. a group on Facebook called uh, something like Olympic Trials or Bust. There's a whole bunch of people organize some charter vans to oh. drive out there together. Well, I'll definitely yeah. I'll put that uh, that on the show notes uh, yeah. for the podcast. I'll link that. I'll link your uh, I'll link everything. Yeah, <laughs> I'll put a bunch. There'll be a bunch of links on the show notes. But um, oh, that's cool. So just a big old big old party van going out to the Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> should be a good time. <laughs> nice. So you're are, how are you feeling right now about about your training leading up to to the trials? Yeah, I've been. I've been feeling good. Um, I mean, I think I'm probably in the best shape that I've been mm. before, so that's always encouraging, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. Marathon's always a different beast, though, you know, so um, <laughs> you can never get, be too confident going into it. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to going and just having a yeah good experience. I mean, realistically, outside of a miracle, um, I won't be competing for a, a top spot. Um, so I'm just looking forward to placing as high as I can and having fun and getting experience. So Yeah, yeah, that's... What an amazing life experience, just uh, busting out something like that, like going to the Olympic trials. It's, I mean, that's a dream come true, it seems like. Yeah. And actually, I just found out from a post that you did a while back that it's uh, a dream that's that's generational. It's kind of family-linked, huh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So my dad my dad ran at the trials, uh, Ken is his name, in 72 and 76 in the 1500 meters. So he was a short-distance guy, a lot more leg speed than, than I had. Um <laughs> But yeah, so uh, yeah, it's kind of fun to carry on that tradition. My grandfather was a, a runner back in the 1930s as well. Um, oh, wow. So it's just cool to have that uh, family history and to yeah be heading back there um, after. I think it was 40 years ago. My dad was there last. So oh wow, kind of fun. Nice. It's in the blood. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that until I saw that you posted something about that. That's really cool. Yeah. Really neat. Um, so. February 13th, trials after that. What's, uh, is there anything else on the calendar? Any thoughts, ideas on uh, running wise or, yeah. or all, life wise? All or kinds of stuff, um, oh, running right. wise. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we'll see how it all pans out. But the main focus is going to be getting to the, the world champs in the mountain oh, that's running. That's right. Um, oh, yeah. So that qualifier will be in July and the world champs are September in Bulgaria. In Bulgaria? Um, yeah, it should be oh, pretty God. gnarly. <laughs> is Bulgaria. So, I mean, I'm guessing it's mountainous. Uh, yeah. So yeah, mount- so this year, the mountain champs are interesting. They switch off between uh, a loop up and down every year and a just straight uphill year. So, like, last year it was you gained, I don't know what it was, you gained a bunch and you lost a bunch in these short loops. And this year it's just going to be a straight climb. So the, the U.S. <laughs> qualifier and the Bulgarian ones are each, well, the U.S. is six and a half, and I don't know what the, the world will be, but it'll just be a straight climb to the finish. Holy crap. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to that one because I think I'll have a better, you know, better shot at, at placing high there. Um, oh, okay. Huh. But I thought about maybe doing Trans Rockies, maybe doing some of uh, the Ultra Adventure races. Um, yeah, just diving into some stuff a little bit more than I have in the past. So. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Cool. Well, definitely wish you luck in in I guess three different facets in your Olympic trials, your mountain running, and then. Um, Almost, you know, to the top of it, your your community effort that you've made here, and I mean, you've come into Flagstaff only a couple of months, and I've already seen some some huge things that you've put forth and, uh, and are trying to get going. So yeah, well, it's just been. I mean, it's a lot easier when you've got a bunch of folks interested in the same stuff and super passionate about 
about their interests. So, yeah, it's just a great collaborative place to be, I think. That helps so. for sure. You still enjoying the beer over there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's I'm, great. Uh, I'm on my second one, and it's uh, going down pretty <laughs> pretty easy. So <laughs> It's getting better with the, with the increased temp, I think, too. Absolutely. I am a huge fan. In fact, I took it out a little bit before you got over here. Yeah. Kind of warm it up. I've become... Oh, kind of a beer snob. It happens when you own a brewery, but um, yeah, letting that come up to temperature is uh, is important. Yeah, and I'm really getting this is a big, strong malt backbone. Yeah, um, and I'm, I'm starting to get a, a ton of that caramel now coming through. But Mashcraft Brewing, um, cool. That's uh, I think I haven't heard of them before. I don't know if you know if they're only in Indiana or, or they are. Yeah, I think they. I think they're only recent too. I mean, they might even be. Newer than you guys, but maybe not. Whoa! Um, at, at most, Look maybe out. a couple of years. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Nice. So uh, they're doing some good stuff. This is a big, strong beer, um, and I had their double IPA earlier, uh, or their Imperial IPA, um, on a trip, and that was that was really well done too. So look out for Mashcraft. They're uh, they're rocking some good beers. At least the two that you brought back for me. So yeah, um, loving these. Cool. Well, uh, I. Definitely want to say this is awesome. I'm so psyched to have you as our first uh, podcast guest. Um, it fits perfectly. You're interlinked with the brewery, which we'll be talking a lot about on the podcast. You're um, you're out on the trails and out on doing these endurance sports, which is the second part of the of what we want to do on this podcast. So yeah, I think it was uh, it was really awesome. And um, yeah, we'll definitely have you back after uh, after the trials for a little uh, a little recap. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Went. It's my first podcast too, so uh, well, thanks for having me on yeah. and initiating me. <laughs> yes, initiation done. We got the paddles in the back, so <laughs> cool. Rock on. Um, thanks a lot. So again, uh, I'll have show notes. I'll have links to what Mike's doing around town and um, uh, a link to to where you can support him. Uh, well, no, not support him. Support the uh, foundations. What are the three different foundations that are you're uh, supporting with your uh, per-mile running? Foundation? Yeah, so it's uh, Grand Canyon Trust, which is based mm. here in Flagstaff and does a lot of work on the Colorado Plateau. Center for Biological Diversity does a lot of stuff with uh, Endangered Species Act, Love mainly them. nationally. But they're also an Arizona group located in Tucson. And then uh, a really small um, group called uh, Wild Nature Institute. Um, that I got hooked up with, with the work they're doing in Africa and Tanzania with migration corridors and, and giraffe, uh, preservation, stuff like that. Right so, on. So, yeah. super local, national, and international. Yeah. Hitting definitely. all of those. Cool. So I'll link those, uh, websites up. Um, I'll, I'll try to get this out as quick as I can. We'll see. We're recording <laughs> in, uh, in January, in early January. Um, we'll see how fast I can get the podcast out. Hopefully in enough time to people. Uh, who are listening can can donate and, and become a, a part of that donation and um, come to your science on tap and come to science on tap oh yeah that'll be tough to get it out by the 21st but uh, if i get that out there if not sorry about talking about something that's already gone <laughs> nature of the beast i think with the first podcast but that's inspiration for me to get it out there that's right um, that'll be my part of the support for those organizations <laughs> so yeah i'll link everything you're doing um to the podcast the show notes so uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on, and um, yeah, cheers, man. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Cheers. Cheers.